Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 11, Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you. Notice Jesus didn't say, Blessed are you if people insult you and persecute you, but when people insult you and persecute you. Jesus taught that we as Christians should expect persecution. We don't seek persecution by any means, but we should not be surprised when persecution comes because of our faith in Jesus. Persecution is the norm for all the indigenous church planners you support through 360 Serve. How often do the Indian church planners you support face persecution? And what is it like? How do they respond? You will hear about one pastor who was beat seven times but kept on planting churches. You're going to hear many stories that will move you to tears but also to rejoicing as we learn together about the courage, grace, and perseverance of the Indian church planters we have the opportunity of praying for and supporting. Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. Did you know that one in three people in our world today have yet to even hear the name of Jesus? And the majority of these people who have yet to hear the name of Jesus, they live in areas where American missionaries are unable to travel and freely share the gospel and plant churches. But indigenous church planting pastors, they're already there, living in their countries, they know their language and culture, and they're very effective in reaching their own people for Christ. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions, where we help you, here in the United States, support indigenous church planting pastors, sending them into full-time gospel ministry in their own countries so they can serve as missionaries and reach the least reached people in their country. We do these episodes to share with you the stories about the amazing impact you are having because you are sending these indigenous church planting pastors into the least reached areas of our world. So thank you for your prayers and your support. Today we continue our conversation with Pastor M, our church planning movement leader from India. What is Christian persecution like in India? That is the topic of today's episode. Well, it's great to be back together again with Pastor M from India, our movement leader serving in the country of India. How are you doing today, Pastor M? Pastor Mark, I, I am doing really great. Uh, uh, I want to thank you and to 360 Serve family for your prayer and for your uh, support. Uh, so we are really, really blessed here, and we are doing tremendous work for His kingdom. Thank you so much. Amen. Well, it's our privilege to just partner with the great work of God that's taking place in India. So in this episode, we get to talk about the reality of persecution in India, and especially the persecution that our church planners face. And we want to hear stories about that, Pastor M, and just get a feel of what it's like to be a church planner, because we pray, we support, and this is going to help us pray for the church planners there uh, in India. So, you know, just to begin with, uh, how often do Indian church planners face persecution? Well, Pastor Mark, you know, uh, I can say that uh, uh, church planters' job is not an easy job. It is, it is always always, you know, challenging job, I can say. Other word, I can say 
that every day we face persecution. Uh, uh, we do have fear while we started to go to find the person of peace, to share about Jesus to those mm. people. We do the things with fear. Uh, but the good thing that uh, we do have fear of God, so that covers mm -hmm. the, the physical fear or any kinds of fear. Uh, but church planter job is, is very, very hard job. I can say the most difficult work that we do as a church planter in the world. Yeah. Well, you know, just then that reminder again, these church planters, they're going into totally unreached villages where there is no Christian, no church, no Bible. And, you know, uh, courage, you know, is not the absence of fear. You know, we, 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 we're human, but it's the presence of faith. And we move forward with faith and, and fear, kind of like you're saying, together. And yet the Lord overcomes that fear and gives us courage. And I see that in these church planners, but let's put ourselves in their shoes. You know, they're walking into a village that hasn't heard the name of Jesus. And so you're right. We're in a spiritual battle. And uh, let, let's talk about, you know, when persecution comes, what, what does it look like, Pastor M, when it comes to these church planners? Well, uh, for example, like the uh... There are many, many church planters in our ministry that they go to the villages. That is totally uh, unreached village, under the power of darkness in thousands of years. And these two church planters are entering that village with prayer, with fast, and they are trying to mm. find, the, find the person of peace. And, and uh, when, uh, you know, they enter... Uh, Villagers, like a couple of people are in that village, ask them the, the strange question. Who are you? Why you came? Or what do you want to do in this village? We have not seen any time here. And, and sometime, you know, if this church planter are not able to speak well, and if they are not able to introduce some well way, uh, most of them, you know, most of the time that they have been bitten, they have been traits that you should just leave this village otherwise you will be killed mm. here uh, wow. you people came to change the religion here we don't like the, the the christianity like that so all kinds of threat we hear every day uh, wow. it is yeah one of the things that i have been training our church planter that when you become church planter you welcome the problem in your life Wow. Uh, yeah. 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 No, that's, you know, that that's Christianity. Uh, that's following Jesus. All who live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, right? Especially in the midst of these dark areas where the church planters go. You know, and I know that, you know, persecution, it begins, you know, right when you become a Christian, you know, right? In, in India, and, and let's talk about that. For many of these church planters, they come to Christ, and of course they get trained, and we've talked about this, but that persecution can start in their family. Uh, and what, what does that look like? What can it look like, even in their own family, when they're first saved? And uh, often they go home to a family that doesn't know Christ, they're the first Christian. And what does that look like at times, Pastor M.? You know, Pastor Mark, uh, 
uh, our country is like family oriented uh, country you know the family means that together they make decision so we do not have uh, freedom uh, if i want to do something i can't do by myself i have to talk with my parents like this so it's like uh, it is very difficult for a young person young man uh, if he heard about jesus and he fell in love with jesus he cannot follow christ because uh, he had to have permission from his all family members and if he mm. make decision to follow christ by himself he will be in problem because when his family members will came to know that this man become follower of jesus christ he will be rejected he will be kicked out from his family his father or his mother or his brothers will be get on mad on him because uh, it is it is difficult for example like when i become follower of jesus christ when i uh, want to do the ministry for jesus my father was not happy and he said you should not be here uh, mm. even jesus healed my brother Uh, so this kinds of persecution we all the time like majority people who come to christ they face the first persecution from their family yeah wow what percentage of the church planters pastor m would you say have been uh after they came to christ kicked out of their house disinherited that kind of experience what percentage have that I experience can, i can say almost 80% church planter wow. who face the persecution from their own family from their own relatives uh, they always mock on those church planter that you change the religion you know you forget wow. all your hindus god and you just become the the christian like that so uh, they do not call they do not talk they hate uh, they always uh, use the same word on those uh, people uh wow. means there is no love uh yeah so 80 percent because you know we do ministry among the honorist people area mm-hmm. where there is no church planter where there is no churches and when these people they become they face the persecution huge way wow. yeah wow is there a person you know a church planter you, that whose story comes to mind when you think about just kind of this family persecution that you could tell i can say uh, brother uh, amar deep a story uh, brother amar is uh, 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 a man young man uh, from uh, middle class from koidi people group uh, you know somebody told the story of jesus said the story of jesus to amar and told him that brother uh, jesus is the only one god who loves all who loves the sinner and amar was a young man studying in college doing his bachelor degree and he was doing lot of mistake uh, and somebody told him that jesus is a love of god of sinners and he realized so he went back to his house and he said to all family member that i become the follower of jesus christ i do not want to worship any idols any other goddesses uh, his whole family member they become mad on him even his big brother uh, beat him uh, he said mm. you should not be here so uh, 
he was kicked out uh, from his house. He stayed six months in college host hostel. He completed his bachelor degree. He never went back to his uh, village, to his family. Uh, and I'm just sharing the story like seven years ago. Still, he has not been to his family. He got married. Wow. Amarjeet has done tremendous work. Uh, he went uh, to a, a, a place, a small city called, uh, you know, a small city, and he started church planting work. Now, over 35 house churches has been planted. Over 4,000 people become followers of Jesus Christ because Amen. of Amarjeet faithfulness. He married uh, uh, and both of them still they don't go to their village because they talk over the phone. But uh, you know, still he have fear that if I will go, maybe they will kill me. So he's happy. He's planting churches. Uh, so so this kinds of persecution, uh, our church planter they face. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a powerful you know illustration of just what is happening in families you know, of church planners that come to Christ. And then, you know, there's this societal, you know, you're in a context of your society, and there's all sorts of persecution that comes from the community that you live within. And describe that a little bit, Pastor M, and maybe there's a story you could tell. So, for example, like if a village here in India uh, have around 5,000 people, usually five, six kinds of people group. There is a little, little colony in that village. So, uh, for example, like somehow your family has accepted you that you become follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, in most of the case, when, when the young person, when, young man, uh, when he become the follower of Jesus Christ, a family, they saw the great changes that this man become really good. This man, they become you know, he become a prayer warrior. His behavior is good. So family accepted. Uh, but the community, you know, uh, the colony in that village, if they know uh, that this man, he become the follower of Jesus Christ, they mock on him. You know, uh, uh, they just like make fun on him uh, that mm. because of you got a lot of money, that's why you change your religion like that. And mm. uh, uh, why you sell your original religion like that? So this kinds of uh, persecution uh, we face. Sometimes, you know, like uh, our, our country is like family-oriented, society-oriented. So when uh, the, the other people have marriage, they don't invite. Means he's rejected mm. from the society. Not himself only, but his whole family. So the whole wow. family is facing persecution. Since thousands of, thousands of years, that village has no church and 20 people are worshiping Christ. All these 20 people are rejected from the society. And wow. I can say 90% house churches are facing this kinds of problem uh, in, mm. in India. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, you know, and then let's go into another kind of level a persecution, which would be just economic persecution, um, because there's implications there. What does that look like in the life of a church planner? You know, I can say most of the family, when they become follower of Jesus Christ, and if they are working into the agriculture field, 
uh, in a big land honor field. And if he came to know that this, this family has accepted Christ, he rejected them. He said, no, you should not come to our mm. field. Or mm. uh, we have here the cases that uh, uh, when the laborers are going together to work, most of the labor will hate. Uh, they will not take that. Oh, you just change your religion. You should not be uh, working with us. Uh, uh, for example, like uh, uh, if, if uh, uh, a family or if somebody who was doing bad work to make money and to support his family, uh, when, he, when they become followers of Jesus Christ, they quit all those doing bad work. So they really face the, the economic uh, uh, problems. Uh, they do have a lot of problems uh, for the finances. Uh, so we hear this kinds of a story all the time uh, that uh, uh, people are doing. For example, like uh, one of our church planter, his name is Papu. Uh, uh, he is really, really good church planter. He lead uh, around thousand people to Christ in one and a half year in a small city. He becomes so much famous. One day, uh, his he he dropped his wife to his mother-in-law house. He came back and then he went to train for three days to a like a area which is 20 kilometers away from his rented house. You know, those radicals, they came to know that this man, he went somewhere. So what happened, they went inside his house. They took all his vessels, all his beds, and throw everything outside into the dirty and take, took all uh, his money, the rice, everything. And mm. uh, he's a church planter. He was living by faith uh, and he, he survived. Uh, you know, when he returned back, he saw and he was crying. So uh, he sleep like means almost two nights without food. And then uh, we came to know, so we support him so that he can have everything back. So these kinds of uh, persecutions, we, our church planter, they face uh, sometime, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it even turns to the physical, like you kind of shared earlier. Sometimes the church planters even get beat, you know, going into these villages. And is there just kind of, could you elaborate that on that a little bit? And maybe there's a story of a church planter you can share. And this is helping us pray for our church planners, but could you talk a little bit about even the physical persecution, Pastor M? Yes, I can share a story of Brother Sunil. He was working in a small city uh, where there were like over 5,000 people lives. Uh, he went, he prayed. He said, I will work over there. We started to support him. He had, uh, he took a, a one room on rent uh, basis. In three months, over 40 people, they become followers of Jesus Christ when they hear mm -hmm. the story of Jesus. And the radical, they came to know that this man is growing. This man is like making a group of many people who are coming together and worshiping Jesus in front of the Hindu temple. And uh, they started to hate him. They make a plan. And one day he was going to a village with his bicycle and a couple of them, uh, they cover their faces with the, the mask, uh, like mm. with the, with the uh, scarf, 
and they beat sunil very much mm. and they were telling him that you should leave this uh, place you should not make any people to follow christ you should quit worshiping jesus you should quit working for jesus uh, if you want to live a life please leave this place so somehow mm. you know they beat him very much uh, he lose his uh, conscience so villagers came and they saw that he was like fell down his bicycle was there uh, so they hospitalized him for three days he was not able to uh, yeah. speak uh, he was not able to uh, do anything uh, but uh, somehow uh, you know his conscience was you know uh, means almost come mm-hmm. back and uh, uh, you know uh, you know he he quit uh, to work over there for six months he came back and we were telling him uh, you should not go back to that place he said i will go because god has chosen me to to wow. live over there to lead people i can say out of 5000 people over 200 people are following christ in that small city and wow. a couple of uh, the people they become follower of jesus christ those who has bitten him Uh, because they saw the love of Jesus in his life. Amen. Uh, wow. So a lot of, lot of time we face the persecution uh, like this. Yeah. Wow. You know, I think of, well, so many scriptures come to mind, but Jesus in Matthew 5, in verse 11, blessed are you when people insult you. It doesn't say if people insult you, but when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you, because of me you know they're doing this because of Christ in the lives of uh these church planters wow and what courageous amazing just heroes of the faith these church planters are pastor em I've, as i've met them over the years and hear their stories you know i wonder if i could ask you is there one like just kind of moving story of one of the church planters that was persecuted that kind of most touches your life or you know just that that lives in your heart that you would mind sharing with us you know uh i always hear uh, uh you know some statement or a story of japanese people that they don't quit uh you know uh, even if they are uh, you know just having war uh unless they die you know till their last breath they fight and uh, i remind uh, a story of brother madan uh, uh, brother madan uh, he has been bitten almost seven six time in different different villages but he still lives in that place <clears throat> and uh, he is keep planting churches uh, many of the villages that he had planted churches where he was bitten uh, he was bitten Uh, by the people uh, so i salute uh, these kinds of faith these kinds of guy who are totally committed to do the ministry for jesus uh, you know uh, uh, i have mm. been teaching these days that uh, uh, you know when we become follower of jesus christ we welcome the persecution we welcome mm. uh, Uh, we welcome the the problems uh, so yeah so so many of the the evangelists uh, they talk about uh, like the prosperity gospel 
But these days mm-hmm. I have been challenging uh, to all my people to preach that when you become the follower of Jesus Christ, uh, you welcome the problem. Uh, everything yep. is not yep. right. Uh, and that gives them uh, a thought. Uh, that's give them uh, to open their minds to decide to follow Jesus carefully. And, and praise God uh, 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 for Brother Madan that he had been not quitting and still planting churches and mm. uh, bitten many times by those persecutors, radicals. He lead a couple of them to Christ after a couple of years. Uh, those who has bitten him, now they're following of Christ. Uh, so praise mm. God for, for his life. Yeah. Well, thank you, Pastor M. I just this whole segment I just think is I have a feeling it's filled in some gaps for people, you know, in the United States. We don't experience this, although it's on the rise a little bit, but I think it just helps us to understand the levels it's everywhere of persecution in an unreached country, in unreached areas especially where these church planners that we're supporting minister. And it just kind of makes sense when you think about the context. And that's why we we do a segment on persecution, so you can understand a little bit more about the context and where these church planters, you know, serve that we're supporting. You know, how, Pastor M, as we wrap up this session, how can we help? Um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners right now are even going, you know, how can I help uh, with what a church planner most needs when they are persecuted? Is there something that we can do? You know, uh, I just want to request all of you to, to keep, continue pray, uh, uh, because, and you don't pray to stop the persecution, because persecution mm. proved the work of God, uh, where there's a lot of work of God, there's a lot of persecution. So we are having a lot of persecution, because we are seeing the great movement of God. Well, well that's what an honor for us to pray for these persecuted Indian church planners, and even come alongside and help with that $100 to be a blessing to them and their family in this time. And as they've, uh, you know, just kind of coming through what they experienced in persecution. So thank you, Pastor M. This has been uh, a tremendous time. What a blessing. Uh, It's been so helpful and just so appreciate you, the ministry we're able to share together and uh, we love the church planners. We love the work of God in India. We're partners in this together. And just thank you again for just this really helpful episode on uh, persecution. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Mark. And I want to thank 360 Serve uh, for your prayer and for your love. Amen. Thank you, Pastor M, for sharing with us these stories of different church planners and the types of persecution they face on a regular basis. How is this episode hitting you? What was it like for you to hear Pastor M share with us to not necessarily pray that the persecution would stop, but essentially that the church planners would remain courageous and bold as they persevere and keep sharing the gospel? Is God wanting to use this episode to deepen your understanding of what persecution is so often like for our brothers and sisters who live in these least reached countries like India. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 3 says this, Remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. 
God calls us to remember our brothers and sisters who are suffering persecution, to actually place ourselves in their shoes, to feel what they are feeling as if we ourselves were suffering with them. That's deep Christian empathy and love, isn't it? Here's your action step of the day. Support a persecuted pastor and their family. A gift of $100 will provide medical help and the needed practical help for a persecuted pastor and their family. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10 says, As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of faith. If you want to help a persecuted pastor and their family, simply go to 360serve.org persecution. Remember, 100% of what you give to 360Serve goes to the area where you designate your gift. Vision-driven Christians cover all our administrative costs, so everything you give goes where you designate it. I pray that you've been encouraged and blessed by what you've heard today. Share this podcast with a friend. Get ready for our next episode as Pastor M will share with us his personal commitment, as well as the personal commitment of all the Indian church planners to the area of prayer and fasting. Why is God so greatly at work in India? Why are tens of thousands turning to Jesus in India? Does prayer and fasting have something to do with it? Is there a connection between prayer and fasting and the miracles of God? Is there something God wants you personally to discover about prayer and fasting for your own life and ministry? This is an episode you don't want to miss. Until then, may the Lord bless you.